Well, hello everyone. Al Mack here, CombatOdds.ca. We are going to break down and recap the results for UFC 268, Usman versus Covington 2, which saw Kamaru Usman pick up a unanimous decision victory over Colby Covington. Uh, we're going to break down the betting results for the entire main card, some stuff from the prelims. Uh, but before we get started, uh, let's just take care of a couple housekeeping notes. Let's get that up there. So yeah, please like the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. I'm going to do a video in a couple of uh, days to just to kind of explain my absence and you know the future of this channel. And I got some other projects that are going that that's going to affect this channel. So uh, in a couple of days, I'm going to address all that. But for now, let's just go on like uh, you know. Like nothing has happened, and I've been here the whole time. So yeah, like the video, subscribe to the channel, follow along, CombatOdds.ca. The results are there, as, uh, as well as the betting trends, uh, Combat Odds HQ on uh, social media, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, even Instagram, all that good stuff. And then uh, if you like what you see here, this whole setup, StreamYard, uh, the best place to do your own, you know, streaming on YouTube or whatever. Uh, the uh the link tinyurl.com slash combat odds hqsy uh you get a, a voucher on my behalf uh for StreamYard, and it helps me it helps them it helps StreamYard, and it even helps you so uh if you're interested hit that up and then as always um we are sponsored by coolbet coolbet.com use the promo code combat for 100 percent sign up bonus uh if you want to I didn't have the greatest night last night, lost uh, eight tenths of a unit. You know, we're going to get into it. But if Justin Gaethje finishes Chandler there in that early in that second round, you know, probably had a pretty good night. But it is what it is. Uh, had us just a tiny little loss, just just a little bit less of a unit. But uh, we're still, you know, the record's down there, 887 and 840 for plus 21.85 units since the start of 2020. So if you want to get in on all that, patreon.com slash combat odds HQ, $5 US a month, you get all my combat sports picks. But you don't need to sign up. It's just, uh, you know, you get, I still give out a ton of free picks, but, you know, for the best bets, the cream of the crop, hit up the Patreon. All right, so let's get started. Uh, 268 results, the favorite continues to just destroy. Uh, the favorite went 11-3 and three last night for plus 2.34 units. Uh, the over cashed in eight of the 14 fights of the night, turning a profit of plus 1.54 units. And uh, the distance prop split straight down the middle, seven of 14 fights ending inside the distance with that. The fight goes the distance prop remains the most profitable prop of the year with a record of 232, 210, and 5 for a profit of plus 34.12 units since the start of 2020 across every UFC fight this year. Uh, let's talk about the prelims. Uh, some notable uh, some notable action in the prelims. Um, uh, let's see. Chris Barnett, you know, that crazy spinning wheel kick on uh, Gian Vellante, uh, second round TKO. Uh, Ian Gary looked pretty, uh, didn't look that good, but then turned it around and picked up the knockout over Jordan Williams. Cash is a heavy minus 400 favorite. Nasserdine Imavov. 
just made, I wouldn't say short work, but he pretty much dominated Edmund Shabazian uh, through and through in that performance. Uh, Imabov picks up the stoppage win over Edmund Shabazian, $100 better now, who has uh, backed Nasruddin Imabov on the inside the distance prop since coming into the UFC in 2020 has turned a profit of $430 in his four UFC appearances going two and two. So this guy, he's just, he's one of these guys. He's just continued to get better every time he goes out there. Uh, Chris Curtis pulled off a pretty big knockout uh, upset over Phil Hawes, cashing as an almost three to one underdog coming through at plus 285 on the, on the uh, money line. And then Bobby Green, wow. Uh, his first stoppage victory in the UFC and just an absolute, just, you know, virtuoso display uh, of boxing against Ally Quinta. Maybe possibly the best performance from Bobby Green in his UFC career matched with the worst performance of Ally Quinta's uh, UFC career, just coming head on there. And one of the nicest one twos I've ever seen uh, in MMA, period. And it was just a, a thing of beauty. Bobby Green, uh, first round stoppage victory, as I said, uh, plus 700 on the inside the distance prop for just the third stoppage win in his eight-year UFC career. So, yeah, just the third, but I think, believe, just the the his first first round, uh, first round knockout. I could be wrong, but, uh, you know, Bobby Green is not one to come through with a heavy, uh, a heavy knockouts like that. This guy's a decision machine, and he comes through seven to one odds on the inside the distance prop. Uh, yeah, let's. I'm actually going to look that up right now. If I was mistaken, uh, I apologize. I, I don't think that he's at. When was the last time he had a stoppage before that? Let's check. Uh, Bobby Green pulling up his Wikipedia here. Uh, last time he had a stoppage win, James Krause, 2013. So his first stoppage win uh, in eight years. Uh, wild, absolutely wild. Comes through. Uh, he was a pretty heavy favorite. I was going to parlay him up, but then I, I at the last second I didn't because, uh, you know, I just it's hard to trust Bobby Green as a favorite. You know, he comes through great as an underdog. Uh, one thing that I did have, though, in this fight that was, uh, you know, huge, huge for me, the fight goes the distance no in this one, plus 275 uh, came in, and that was just a thing of beauty. Uh, and then the next fight, the UFC debut of glory kickboxing champion Alex Pereira, the only guy to ever knock out Israel Adesanya, uh, comes in that first round. Uh, he did not look very good. He was getting... You know, wrestled pretty badly. He, you know, he he did a good job defending the takedown, but uh, it, it, you know, if the fight can continue the way that that first round went, it wasn't going to be a good debut whatsoever. And then, boom, just seconds into that second round, he, one of the most, just, uh, it, it it was it was just a thing of beauty that flying knee. It, he just he. He covered it perfectly, and he, he just perfect execution right up the middle. Uh, just a thing of beauty. Cash is as a minus 255 betting favor. We got to keep our eye on this guy because he's probably going to get the fast track. You know, him and Izzy have some history. And then if we can match up some guys that Izzy has defeated, they can kind of build up that storyline, see see what happens. I'm not saying that, you know, you can compare him to Israel Adesanya as far as MMA goes, but 
I'm sure that the UFC is going to keep their eye on this to try to just fast track them up this division. And yeah, that was the, the feature bout of the prelims. Let's get right into this main card because this, the way that this started was just absolutely uh, just wild. So Justin Gaethje comes through as the minus 200 betting favorite against Michael Chandler, picks up the unanimous decision victory. Uh, Gaethje by decision plus 550, the over one and a half rounds minus 105, and the fight goes the distance, yes, plus 250. Uh, yeah, like I said, Gaethje picks up the his first decision win uh, in the UFC. And uh, with the win, a $100 better who's back, Justin Gaethje on the money line since his 2017 UFC debut has now turned a profit of $379. The guy has come through as an underdog multiple times. And uh, this time he came through as a, as a strong, strong betting favorite. Uh, with Bobby Green and Gaethje picking up wins tonight, the betting favorite in the UFC lightweight division improves to a 70% win rate over the last two years with a 126-56-1 record for a uh, marginal profit of plus 2.87 units on the money line since the start of 2019 at 155 pounds. And yeah, I don't know what else to say besides just what an absolute war. I was so surprised that Chandler's chin held up for that whole fight. Like, I'm shocked. And I'm glad I didn't bet the house on the fight goes the distance. No, because I came pretty close. Uh, but I had that one parlayed up. And like I said, if that, if, uh, you know, the under as well would have cashed if he ended up finishing Chandler in that flurry right at the start of the second round when he dropped him, uh, the under would have cashed. And then that I had to fight goes the distance. No. Uh, parlayed up with Alex Pereira and uh, you know if those two things come through it's a different night for me um, yeah I came I'm just really glad I didn't do something stupid because I was saying you know for sure for sure uh, there's no way this fight goes the distance you know Chandler Chandler got dropped by Oliveira which now it makes you it makes you think like a lot of people doubt Oliveira's hands and think that he's not that great of a striker if Justin Gaethje wasn't able to put him away but uh you know Charles Oliveira is able to Oliveira versus Gaethje will be interesting because you know if if Oliveira is able to drop Chandler and Gaethje wasn't able to finish Chandler who knows what Oliveira is going to be able to do in that matchup but Gaethje just so interesting the way he hold his held his hands like close to his stomach to be able to defend the takedown while also kind of just like basing his striking from that stance too. It was very, very odd. It was almost like Yuri Prochaska, uh, just weird, very odd stance, but it worked for him. And uh, I think that he probably implemented that with the, the Habib fight, just in the way that he was standing and that he went forward in the Chandler fight and it was working for him. And wow, what a fight. And uh, I'm glad I had some discipline and didn't, go all in on like a, just a ridiculous bet on that fight goes the distance. No. Uh, but yeah, unbelievable fight that first round, probably round of the year in my opinion. And yeah, Gaethje first decision win of his UFC career. Uh, all right. So the next one, and this guy, this is like trying to follow up the rolling stones here. Uh, Shane Burgos defeated Billy Quarantillo. Uh, and this was a great fight. Uh, 
Burgos comes in as a minus 155 betting favorite, picks up the unanimous decision victory, uh, plus 187 on the decision prop. The over two and a half rounds prop comes through, minus 135. Fight goes to distance, yes. Uh, I believe that that was, I believe that that was at the minus 125 area. I have it written down here wrong. I think that was at like minus 125. Burgos picks up the win and improves to six and three since making his UFC debut back in 2017. With that, a hundred dollar better who has backed Burgos by decision in each of his nine UFC fights has turned a profit of $547. Uh, yeah, like I said, this is like following up the Rolling Stones, man, because this is an, a, a great fight. And um, if this fight was in any other place, the crowd would have been going wild. And uh, it's the only it's the only thing that's like kind of uh, the downside of putting such a great fight to start. And I understand why they did it because of uh, Trevor Whitman, but it's just, you know, it was hard to get the fans back into it. And uh, I feel like the next fight, Marlon Vera and Frankie Edgar, that did a really good job of getting the fans back into it, you know, just because everybody loves Frankie. And Marlon Vera, you know, up-and-coming bantamweight, he comes through as the minus 145 betting favorite uh, in this one with a third-round KL, Anderson Silva-esque front kick straight up the middle, cashes at plus 300 by TKO, uh, plus 220 on the inside the distance prop. But the over two and a half rounds came through because this was late in the third round. And then fight goes the distance, no, plus 135. Marlon Vera, uh, what can you say? Uh, third round knockout, and Vera proves to uh, eight and three since his 2018 UFC debut. With that, a $100 better who's backed Vera on the inside the distance prop in his last 11 fights has turned a profit of $849. So uh, this guy, he finished his fight. And this was just another very, very good fight. These guys were fighting at a super high pace right off the hop. There was some bad blood between these guys and started to brew as the fight went on. Uh, in between rounds, in between the second and the third, Vera gave him the finger and they were just, uh, had to be separated. And uh, just, wow, oh, my God, what a knockout. That that kick right up the middle. And he had uh, Frankie, you know, it was a pretty close fight, but I feel like Vera was turning around in that third round. It was 1-1, I believe, going into the third. But up until that point where the kick happened, I think that Vera uh, was putting it on him and doing good damage and then put him in that spot to just get that unbelievable front kick right under the chin. Uh right up the middle almost like i said anderson silva-esque but it was more right under the chin and there's a picture going around uh where frankie edgar looks like a simpsons character after just getting his face uh you know completely melted by that kick and uh i know frankie was complaining saying that he wasn't out but that was that was a very good stoppage and unbelievable performance by cheeto vera and I don't know what you do next with him. If O'Malley picks up that fight uh, against Roland Paiva and comes through there, I think you, if if Cheeto wants the rematch uh, just to beat him again and you know, or just just to you know have that high-profile fight, uh, I think they should do that. Otherwise, um, I don't know. I think Cheeto 
it was unfortunate that he picked up the loss against uh, Aldo, but then now with two back-to-back -back wins on the rebound, you got to start looking at this guy's, you know, Bantamweight's tough because, you know, it's hard to, uh, it's just a killer's row. And then the top five and in, in getting upwards to the top five. But uh, I think Bear is the real deal. I think we need to start um, getting him into some good matchups because uh, he's good and he's really uh, when you know when the UFC gets back down to South America, whenever that is, whenever COVID uh, gets back under control to the point where they can start going to you know Ecuador and uh, Peru and places like that again, he's going to be a, a guy that they should use to uh, main event or co-main event some of these cards because he's uh, he's got a big following down there and he's becoming the type of guy that as he gets more like bigger profile fights, he's going to get more and more of a following down in South America. So uh, he's going to be a good guy to, you know, raise, you know, get the UFC back down there. So yeah, great performance by Marlon Vera. Next one, the co-main event. And uh, wow, this is pretty this is great too. Rose Namajunas comes through as the plus 105 underdog in a split decision win. Uh, she cashes at plus 350 by decision. The over four and a half rounds cashes at plus 125. Fight goes the distance, yes. Cashes at plus 120. And Rose Namajunas, uh, like I said, plus 105 underdog. She now improves to nine and three since her 2014 UFC debut. And $100 better, who has backed Nama Yunus on the money line in that stretch, has turned a profit of $1,055. So, uh, you know, she's come through as an underdog many times in her career. She's now undefeated in rematches uh, with, I believe, now this is, that was her fourth straight, fourth rematch win that she has. Uh, yeah, so. This is the this is a great fight, but I will say this: I had a bet on Rose, and I'm happy that she came with she came out with the victory. Uh, but the judging in this fight didn't make any sense. Uh, I saw one scorecard: 49-46 Rose. I got to say that's an absolute joke. Uh, that's a bullshit scorecard. Uh, I scored this fight for for Zhang. Uh, I thought that Wiley Zhang did enough. Even if she, even if she dropped the, even if she lost that uh, that fifth round, I still thought it was three two. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. That was that was wacky, and I don't know if I don't I don't know if we're in Vegas or if we're in somewhere with a more just the judging cried the 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 judging pool uh, last night was just not the best. And I'm look, I'm happy that Rose won. But I gotta call a spade a spade, and I honestly think that, uh, um, yeah, Wiley Zhang won that fight. I gotta, I gotta be honest. I thought the wrestling, you know, Rose did a good job in that fifth round coming out, and I, they were, uh, you know, again the commentary. I try my best not to just con constantly bitch about the commentary, but the commentary was obviously uh bias towards rose constantly saying when rose was doing something good but then not pointing out when uh when wiley was not was doing something good uh i know dc kept trying to reiterate like oh yeah they're both fighting really well while rogan was saying oh rose is doing great but uh yeah i don't and i feel like the the crowd bias might have been a factor there too or you know rose 
throwing some kicks or some punches that might have missed, but when the crowd reacts more, it you know the 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 judges might think that it, you know the if the crowd believes that some of those punches that didn't land landed, the judge might see it the same way. You know, there's there's those biases like that. Uh, we've said that before with in the in the apex or in fight island when there wasn't crowds when the when there was the biased commentary that that might have been affecting the judging obviously the fans it's the same way uh yeah i gotta call a spade a spade i thought i thought wiley zhang won that fight uh but all the respect to rose it was a great fight super close i wouldn't say that she got robbed i understand that rose naman Yunus. uh i understand a three two um yeah, I understand uh, 48-47 across the board, unanimous decision. I understand a split, you know, 48-47. But beyond that, uh, like I said, 49-46 rows is a joke. So uh, there it is. Moving on, main event of the night, Kamaru Usman comes through with a unanimous decision victory over Colby Covington, uh, cashes as the minus 265 betting favorite, plus 225 on the decision prop. The over four and a half rounds comes through minus 105. Fight goes to distance, yes, at plus 125. Uh, Usman, like I said, minus 265 betting favorite. He improves to 15-0 and 0 since making his 2015 UFC debut with the win, a $100 better who is backed Usman to win by decision has now turned a profit of plus $1,025 in that stretch in his 15 UFC appearances. Uh, yeah, just what a great performance by Usman. I thought it was, you know, if we're talking strictly, I mean, strictly as a fighter, I have become a bigger fan of Colby Covington after after last night. Uh, I can't help but respect uh that uh, that that performance after getting dropped twice in the second round and getting back to his feet and kind of turning the tide of the fight to be honest i thought uzman uh a lot of close rounds from that point on and i wouldn't have been absolutely shocked if they give that fight to covington uh i wouldn't it was it was that close uh i thought that it would have been a 10-8 round uh, in the at the end of round at the end of round two, especially with him getting dropped twice, if there was a little bit more time in that round, uh, I don't I, I don't know if Colby survives. Uh, so yeah, I didn't have a problem with the with the judging in this one, but to I you know to say that I was very confident that Usman won, uh, what made me confident that Usman won was the damage and the him dropping him twice in the second round beyond that i thought colby did a at least made a case for every round after that the third the fourth and the fifth i thought that uzman uh you know i don't i don't I, he was the fight was the fight was there to be had and in the second round it looked like uzman could have finished him and then he he kind of i not to say that he took his foot off the gas but he just didn't he wanted to stretch it out. He wanted to just, um, you know, wanted to push the pace on Colby to try to get him to make the same mistake again instead of having to go in for the kill. He was just waiting him out, waiting him out, and he waited him out for 25 minutes, and the fight went the distance. 
uh, and Colby did a really good job of coming back. And yeah, like I said, in the end, it, I was confident that Usman won, but I would not have been shocked if Covington, with just a ridiculous decision, ended up winning. If we're going by damage, and damage is and should be the ultimate deciding factor, then Usman won for sure. Otherwise, it's a pretty close fight and hard to hard to judge. So uh, in the end, great fight. Usman edged him out uh, 48-47, 48-47, 49-46. 49-46 is, you know, that's four to one is, you know, and I am not a fan of Colby Covington as a person. But, again, I got to call a spade a spade. 49-46 Usman is suspect. Uh, so, yeah, Usman, like I said, 15-0. and 0. And what to do with him now? Vicente Luque missed weight as the backup fighter, so that's got to put a bad taste in their mouth about about uh, Luque and Usman. And I know they have some history in their friends and stuff like that, old training partners. But, you know, it, it looks like they need to have some type of vanity matchup if they can get uh, Chimaev up the ranks. Uh, Leon, if he beats... You know, if Leon beats Masvidal, maybe they can put uh, Edwards, Usman too together, and Masvidal can fight Covington. But beyond that, I wouldn't be shocked if we see Usman Covington three at some point down the road. Uh, Michael Chiesa was in a good spot to have a, a you know a case to be made for a title shot, but now he, after losing to Luke the way that he did, I think that that's off the table. So there's really Unless Usman wants to entertain some, um, you know, similar to like when Adesanya fought Romero, who was like ranked six or something or fifth or six. Uh, unless Usman wants to entertain some type of vanity matchup with Nate or something ridiculous like that, I don't know who he's going to fight. Like, that's not just a rematch again, right? So Burns took out Wonder Boy. And pretty much wiped Wonderboy's chances of getting Usman, unless, like I said, unless Usman just says, "I want to fight Wonderboy." So I don't know. It's hard. Chimaev, to me, if Chimaev can get a win in the top between the top like four to seven, if he can do that before the end of the year, or if he can do that, you know, before, uh, you know. February, then maybe we can see Usman Chimaev in like June of next year. That's kind of a fantasy, but I, I can still see it happening. Uh, the UFC loves that, and um, they they love Chimaev, and Usman is not getting any younger, and you keep hearing him talking about, you know, mentioning retiring, mentioning, I don't know how much longer I want to do this. So, uh, yeah, it's... it's um, I don't know what they're going to do with uh, Usman as a as a champion going forward because you know you got to be really careful when you pick those vanity matchups because you might end up you know being like Connor and getting dropped by Nate. Uh, all obviously, I'm not saying that that would ever happen. I think Usman would absolutely destroy Nate Diaz. Um, but like I said, you got to be careful with those with those matchups and you got to treat them properly. Uh, I know Usman came into that Masvidal fight in bad shape. So uh, who knows? Who knows what's next for him? And hopefully it's going to be something good because this guy 
as Dana White said, and as we've all been saying for quite a long time, there's no there's no welterweight, there's not a welterweight alive that's at the level that uh, Usman's at. Unless Izzy drops the belt, he's not going to move up to uh, 185. If maybe if he gets into a you know gets into a rivalry with somebody at 185, they can do that fight like a a non-title fight. But that's not really the something that the UFC does. But who knows, man? Who knows? But that's that's the that's what's good about Usman. We're getting to the point now where we're starting to say, well, what's next? You know, it's really hard to get to that point with a lot of fighters because there's always that next question. There's always that, you know, there's always that, uh, well, he didn't beat this guy. Well, he didn't beat that guy. Usman, you can't really say those things about him. He's beaten everybody. You know, he's beaten, he even beat Leon. Leon wasn't as good as he is now then, but he beat him <laughs> both in their rise up. So it is what it is. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him going forward because, uh, you know, a lot of people don't like him. Just a lot of casuals don't like him, but as far as MMA purist, you know, Kamaru Usman's one of the one of the best to ever do it. Period. So yeah, that was UFC 268, and uh, yeah, we're gonna wrap it up. Like I said, I'm gonna do a video in a couple of days, probably on Wednesday or Thursday, and just explain my absence, explain the future of the channel, explain some um, side projects that are gonna affect this stuff that will be featured here. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. This is just a little quick one. No look ahead on this show, but I'm going to put out a video for the Holloway Rodriguez fight probably on Wednesday afternoon. So look up for that. And yeah, before you leave, like and subscribe to the like the video, subscribe to the channel, hit up combatodds.ca for all those betting trends that I just previously mentioned. Follow along on uh, social media, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff combat odds hq if you like what you see here Streamyard promo link is in the description and as always we are sponsored by coolbet.com promo code combat for a 100 sign up bonus when you sign up and if you want all my plays for every upcoming ufc we got a whole bunch of ufc uh in november two more events and then we got a jam-packed december with ufc 269 Poirier and Oliveira, my two, you know, pretty much my two favorite fighters going head to head. That's going to be a great one. So, uh, yeah, patreon.com, $5 US a month gets you all my free picks and the records there speak for itself. So, yeah, basically, until my next video, uh, thanks for tuning in. Talk to you later.